Welcome to Crosstown Cardboard, a sports card podcast with two collectors from opposite sides of New York City. Craig and Carmine share sports card stories from the perspective of a teacher and broadcaster. This is Crosstown Cardboard. Welcome to episode 12 of Crosstown Cardboard with me at Carmine's Cards, the sports and news broadcaster and podcaster as well as you know by tuning in. And across the town from me is Craig at New York City Sports Cards. What up, what up? The uh, teacher, the math teacher in the New York City Public School District and the soccer coach. And today, Craig, we are one day late. So we want to apologize to our faithful viewers and listeners, all almost 70 subscribers now on YouTube because we had travel delays. I was in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle, Portland. We had ice, snow, rain, wind, trees down and everything. You were flying in and out of New York and you're about to leave early in the morning to Florida to spend some time with grandmother. So we're gonna reflect on 2022 and then talk about our outlook on 2023. But before we do that, as we always like to do, I want to ask, how are you doing tonight? One day later than usual. Yeah, it's all good. Traveling during the holidays, you're going to get delays. And it's funny, you're wearing a Miami Heat jersey. And I just came from Miami. And while I was there, my wife and I were on our way to get some Ponde Bono, that is uh, this cheese bread. It's uh, very popular amongst uh, Latin American culture. And we drive into the shopping center and boom, card store. Love traveling and finding a card store. Now, I, we walked in. I didn't get anything. It was overpriced singles. Not really my cup of tea, but it's so fun being in another state and seeing the card culture there. And this was just stumbling on a card store, and it was called GG Cards Hobby was the name of the store. Great store. It was really cool and everything, but um, yeah, feeling good. The year's coming to a close. We have been active hobby participants this past year, and there's a lot to reflect on. A lot of lessons learned, a lot of fun was had, and I think we're gonna just going to reflect and kind of discuss our experiences. Um, definitely talk about the highlights of the year, and hopefully you know, some of what we've learned over the past year resonates with some of our listeners and re-strategize going into the new year. Yeah, totally. And we have a few pickups, but me and you have decided to save those now to the end because it kind of puts the brakes on our topic. We get all amped up. We introduce the topic, tell you what's coming up, and then we kind of slam on the brakes with our new pickup. So we'll save those till the end. That's a little teaser. But if you're watching on YouTube, we just want to remind you to like and subscribe. We're almost up to 70 subscribers, so we're growing slowly but surely. And if you're on podcasts, just give us the best rating you think we deserve and subscribe to us there. So, Craig, of course, before we jump ahead to 2023, we want to reflect on 2022 and part of that reflection is your background there, which is pretty cool. You got the new Giannis, the Game Gear patch, and then the exquisite uh, Michael Jordan, four different quad uh, jersey there. So what would you like to reflect on about 2022 before we hit the new year here? So I want to jump right into it and talk about the highlight of my 2022 from a hobby perspective. Now, we talk on here about collecting. We've talked about even flipping cards, right? Selling stuff at a little little profit, uh, networking, meeting people. And 
no single hobby event this past year summarize and put all that together than the national for me. The highlight of my 2022 was without a doubt the national in Atlantic City for so many reasons. And it's funny that this uh, this Michael Jordan 2006, 2007 exquisite um, quad game worn jersey is actually a pickup that I got from national. Now, just simply from a card perspective, I was going back to my uh, my national pickups. I, I kept it on my Instagram story highlights. And I think something that stuck with me about nationals, I came home with seven cards and I still own five of those cards. So what that tells me is I went international picking up cards that I truly love for the sake of collecting. And those five cards are the Michael Jordan exquisite quad jersey you see right there. And a Weston McKinney, purple velocity from 2018 Optic, a rated rookie out of 125. Oh. And that came from a collector from South Korea. Wow. And the other one was a Weston McKinney Superfractor from Topps Finest and a PSA 10. That came from a hobby shop that was set up at National from South Dakota. I also picked up an Erling Holland Topps Chrome Future Stars Gold Refractor PSA 10 out of 50, also from the card shop from South Dakota. And my favorite pickup from National is probably the Mia Ham 2017 Nobility on-card autograph in an SGC 1010. So those are five cards that I picked up. Uh, back in July, I still have them, and just man, national what an experience. I mean, we talk about the network and we love to shout people out. There are so many people that I got to connect with at national, just to name a few. I wrote, tried to write down some names: uh, Erica, love what you collect; Scott, Scotty Sports Cards; Jeremy, my good friend, Downtown Soccer Cards; Prism God, I saw Wiz the Collector; Frank, Glorious Purpose; I saw Tony and Oz. We took a nice selfie. So. <laughs> I got to connect with all my hobby friends. I got to pick up cards and trade with people from literally all over the world. I drove into nationals with my buddy Al, Level Up Cards, Joe, the dunk collector, and Zach, who's a big Russell Westbrook collector. And it was just amazing. I mean, the variety of cards that you see there, the events that they had going on, national for me is everything that we talk about and love about the hobby all in one. That's great. That's great. I'm so happy you had such a great time there at National. And I knew some of that, but to get more of a full circle uh, picture on all the people you met and were able to connect with, you know, who you probably already knew on Instagram or online, and then you got to see them in person. Now, let me ask you this. When you saw these people in person, what was that meeting like? Because I'm sure so many of our listeners have had the same experience where they know people online and they meet people in person. What's that experience like when you kind of get that moment to actually meet the person face-to-face? -to -face? Tough question to answer at national, especially because when you, when you first walk into that national room, the adrenaline is pumping. So I almost like, I can't remember every single moment, but I mean, there, there a lot of people that I connected with regularly. So it was just kind of perfectly normal. I mean, Tony and Oz, the cousins. Those are our guys. So to see them, that wasn't the yeah. first time I had met them, but to see them again, it was just like hanging out with our friends. It, it was really from a networking perspective to the nationals. Just that's, there's nothing better. And I've heard some people talk about it as a family reunion, which is kind of coincidental that you're talking about the cousins and a family reunion. That's kind of cool as far as the hobby. And so I was wondering, Craig, 
out of the five cards you kept from national and there are two others that you didn't keep because you said you picked up seven do you remember which the which were the two that you let go one of them was a christian polisic uh, 2017 tops chrome refractor and i can't quite remember what the other one was but i'm sure if i pull up my uh, my national pictures i could find it but Obviously, I didn't care enough about the card that I remember what it was. But right. that, that's what's so cool about the National is it's really not about buying and selling and flipping and trying to make a little profit here and there. It's you are in the room with hundreds of tables and probably millions of cards. That right there is the time to get what you love, what fits your collection. They say if it's not, the National probably doesn't exist. I think I've heard someone say that before, so we're just going to run with it. But, I mean, when I laid eyes on that Weston McKinney Superfractor, just to think that that was sitting in South Dakota for the last however many years, and that's literally my grail. You hear people talk about grail. It's something you can't get again. I'm never going to find that card again. So it was just a perfect storm of everything, and I hope to try to get to one in Chicago. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. So – that's a little bit of, about your reflection on 2022, and we'll get more into it in a second. And I wanted to talk about a couple things that I wanted to bring to light about my 2022 hobby experience, because you've been in it, you know, since a young kid and you haven't stopped. Whereas for me, I think a lot of other collectors and people who have gotten back into the hobby, similar to what I did, collecting as a kid, taking, you know, a 10 year, 15 year gap, and then getting back into it during the pandemic and all the lockdowns. So I started my Carmine's Cards Instagram, December 26th, 2021. So a year and two days after this recording is, is when we're looking at this. And my first picture was a Tom Brady kaboom. Well, I mean, we just start off with the bank. I know I was like kind of surprised just looking back that was that you your know, card? Yeah, that was my card. I had I been mean, back into the hobby. Pretty for, good way to start right there. Yeah, I was back in like maybe five months into it because the reason I, I got back into it was my mom got hip replacement surgery. So I was back home for about three weeks just taking care of her, like being her nurse, her chef. Uh, whatever she needed, doing laundry, cleaning up around the house and whatever, you know, came to mind since she couldn't get up. And that's when I looked into my collection when I was just looking for anything to do, really, while I was home tending to whatever she needed. So that was July of 21, June and July 21. So I had been back into the hobby for about six months before starting my Instagram, just doing deals on Facebook. And so Again, I started the Instagram December 26, 2021. No followers, of course. Now I'm up to almost 2,100 followers in just a year. And I just wanted to pat myself on the back for that little moment to be consistent about that growth. And now I have like 140 posts, a lot of them from our podcast. And who would have thought starting up an Instagram about cards a year ago, almost exactly to the day, and now I'm looking back on it, 2022, and I have 2,000 Instagram followers. And we've started up a sports card podcast that we both really enjoy going on, you know, 12 episodes. 
And it's just like, you never know, like a year to me is such a, it's a long period of time that so many changes can take place, especially in the hobby. Like we've seen so many changes take place just in this year amount of time. And Craig, you'll probably like to know that my third post ever on the Carmine's Cards Instagram that I'm looking at right now was our trade, the trade that we've talked about on the podcast. Love that. On our first episode, when I traded my Michael Jordan PSA 5 Fleer Sticker Rookie 1986, pretty well centered, although top to bottom, it was a little bit off. But uh, we made that trade for your Kevin Durant auto that I got. And uh, I'll read you the caption. I said, just sent this Michael Jordan 1986 Fleer sticker to my guy from NY at New York city sports cards. Boom. That's me for for a great deal and got to hear his inspiring story in the process. He's a NYC public school teacher who started a sports card club to teach kids about investing in their financial future and is making a major difference in their lives. This hobby brings people together and teaches so many life lessons while making new friends. Thanks again at New York City Sports Cards and talk soon. Love that. And so you started the Instagram the day after Christmas and you said your mom got hip replacement around that time? She got her hip replacement about five months or six months before that in June, July of that year. Everybody knows. Everybody knows when a family member gets a hip replacement, the next obvious step is to start a sports card Instagram. Right. You have to make a hip move. Oh, yes. Nailed it. <laughs> but it's funny because January 4th was when I made the post about our deal. And so you look like, I mean, that's when we first met. A year ago, yeah. So you look a year later and we have a sports card podcast together. And it's so funny that I said, talk soon. And you were not lying where we're talking all the time. Yeah. Um, Another thing in in reflecting back on the last year, and I really recommend this to anyone who has a card Instagram is to keep story highlights. You you, you know what I mean by like the Instagram story highlights. So for me, I kept Instagram story highlights of all the shows that I went to and set up. So I set up at the New York city show a bunch. I set up at the, Garden State show a bunch. Both of those were Laz shows. And I would always highlight and post my pickups. So it's been very interesting going back and seeing as a dealer at these shows what I was picking up over the last year. And just to see how much has changed because I look back at some of the pickups that I made and now in just a year's time, I would not even look twice at some of these cards. So the growth and progression and how much how much I've changed as a collector over the last year is really fun to look back on. What do you think specifically has changed about your collecting style? So I would say for starters, when you're starting off in the hobby and you could only afford so much, like right, like $5, $10 cards, and you work your way up to $20, $30 cards, and you keep trying to work your way up. So before where I was buying, 40, 50 to $100 cards, really just for the sake of like flipping and trading. I'm really not doing that as much. You know, I'm way more selective with my moves now. Um, A lot of the lower end base cards that I would pick up just because maybe I got a good deal on it. I'm not really doing that anymore. Now it's okay. Is this a card that I could see myself holding on to? Also, I would pick up football, I would pick up baseball, and that's just not what I enjoy. I enjoy basketball, I enjoy soccer. And that is what my collecting style has turned to. 
Interesting. Interesting. And I feel like the same thing for me. I, uh, <laughs> it was funny. I just did a trade with one of my buddies who I've done uh, several deals with on Facebook and I traded away my Larry Bird flawless auto in the PSA nine with a 10 auto that I recently showed on the podcast. But I was being really kind of a, a hard ass, I guess you could say, because I didn't want to let that go. And it was kind of for the similar reason that you just mentioned. Like, if I'm going to let go of something that I really like, I'm going to have to get a, a value that is really tipping the scales in my favor. Just is the honest truth. You know, I mean, I, I would totally understand if somebody really liked you know, if you like the Greek freak, which I know you, you know, you're a big Greek freak collector. If I'm trading you for a Giannis card, I know you're going to want a premium for it. And I think that's even been more, you know, accentuated even more because of the current collecting climate to where it's like, mm -hmm. you know, we're sticking to our guns a lot more just because of the tumultuous market time where, you know, things are going down. If you're holding, something you like that's going down, it's way easier to hold that and enjoy that than something like you said that you don't really care about. You were just trying to flip and now you're holding the bag. Yeah. Um, I think I had set some goals for myself last year. Rob, the sports card therapist, he made us write down our hobby goals and a couple goals that I had were to acquire a LeBron autograph and a Michael Jordan autograph. And I was able to do both. I bought my LeBron autograph. It was 2012, 13 Fleer, retro it was a sticker autograph and i bought it when i was set up at a show in connecticut and eventually i used that to trade into an exquisite michael jordan on card autograph that i made in wow. a deal with uh, dave extraordinary cards which i still have and i had a luca revolution rookie autograph and in reflecting back like those are these are some moves those are some serious yeah. moves that at the beginning of the year i'd never even imagined i would make so just like you pat yourself on the back earlier, I think we all need to take a, take a step back and pat ourselves on the back on progress. Yeah. And that's something that's so important that I feel like is almost frowned upon because people are like, oh, you know, you're, you're being cocky or you're boasting. But, you know, you have to be honest with yourself. If you feel good about some moves you make, then yeah. let yourself feel good about it. You know, don't hard feel work. bad about feeling good. It's hard, hard work that goes into it. We put a lot of time into it. We have a podcast. We have sports card Instagrams. You know, it's something that we're really passionate about. We take time out of our weekends to go to shows. So, you know, don't be afraid to to encourage yourself and pat yourself on the back. So would you say that those LeBron and MJ auto moves were your, were your big moves of 2022? Or I know you had some great soccer pickups too, but does one stick out to you? It might be. The Michael Jordan. Um, I already talked about my big soccer pickup, Weston McKinney, because I'm a, I'm a collector. I really am at heart. And that's my favorite player. The PSA 10, the Super Factor, it's just like it's a perfect card for me. But just as from a from a macro standpoint, when I think about a card that I, I want to hold on to, it's got to be the Michael Jordan on-card autograph from a brand. Even though it's in a UNC uniform, a brand from Exquisite. And something really – I remember exactly where I was when I closed the deal. Because I remember I was in an Uber and I had, got, <laughs> I had gotten knee surgery not long before. And I think I was either going to or coming from my surgeon's office in Soho. 
um, just on Broadway, just above Houston. For some reason, I remember exactly when I was when Dave and I closed the deal and I was in the car. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how as collectors we remember those exact moments. That's that's so funny. And it kind of ties into two deals that I feel were some of my biggest ones. One of them was also with Dave at Extraordinary Cards. And uh, it was for the Tiger Woods rookie SP Authentic Auto that's right over my shoulder here in the BGS 95 with a 10 auto numbered out of 274 rookie auto. And uh, I remember I was pacing around in my apartment here, you know, trying to close the deal. And and it was actually pretty easy. I mean, when you put up 3,500 in cash and 3,500 in trade, actually it was 36, you know, just rounding it, but Money you know, talks. Some, deals, some deals are easy when you put up that much cash, but um, just, you know, and, and Rob, like you mentioned, our uh, Wolfpack brother, uh, brother like Hulk Hogan. Since that's, it's uncle. That's, that's Uncle Rob to you. Uh, uncle Rob, I'm sorry. Hey, don't tell me that. I gave him the nickname. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is what, what, what are we doing here? So, uh, no, but um, so I remember when he was always talking about leveling up and what it takes to level up and level up. And really, I think what catapulted me into a new at least the four figure category was the trade that I mentioned on our podcast in one of our early episodes, which was coincidentally also to get a UNC Michael Jordan auto. And it was the by the letter auto. So on the material, but really it was trading into that card at like a $3,500 value at hoodies collectibles up in bend. And that made me feel like, okay, I've graduated into a big dog territory where I can do trades with a card store owner. Like they got him on the FaceTime, one of the guys who worked there and I can negotiate values and I can trade like 12 of my cards into this one card and, and get a Michael Jordan auto, which, you know, you mentioned was your big pickup of 2022 for the exquisite auto. That's just a, another level of, I've reached this plateau in a good way in collecting. And now I have a new floor to know, okay, I can, I can get a Michael Jordan auto and feel comfortable negotiating at that level to level up and be like, Oh, okay, now I'm here. And it feels good to have arrived. I mean, there's, you know, there's way bigger cards, but that's like a, a milestone I think in any collector's journey is like, Oh, okay. I got what's, widely regarded as the best basketball player ever an autograph of him. Now I'm entering a new stratosphere of collecting. Yeah. You had that experience and experience is the best teacher. So now you know how to dabble with cards in that range. Um, Before we get into the future, there's one more pickup for me. I want to highlight because sometimes it's not only just the card, but the story behind it. And it was when on my 30th birthday, I met uh, Ben who I can't remember his Instagram name at the time, but he, I met him right by Central Park. It was my 30th birthday. It was an Erling Holland, uh, second year, so 2020 Tops Chrome Bundesliga Red Refractor PSA 10. I paid 750 cash straight up for it, and it was a 30th birthday present to myself. I graded it later on because I bought it raw. Came back a PSA 10, and just had a great com- we had a great conversation. Me and Ben, the guy who sold it to me, so it was just such a positive experience. I got an amazing card out of it. 
Erling Holland is probably my favorite player right now. Scored another two goals today. So now every time I look at that card, I'll remember exactly where I was. I'll remember exactly how old I was when I got that card. 30 to the point. Wow. What a gift. What a gift. And uh, yeah, just one more thing before we get to the future outlook. So after that, Jordan, and, and you mentioned some of your big moves that made you, you know, feel like, boom, I've arrived. Now I feel comfortable. And I think you put it in a great way. I feel comfortable operating in this few thousand dollar range to where before, like, you know, when I first posted that Brady kaboom, that was one of my biggest cards yet. And I'm like sweating over any deal that's has three figures. And uh, quick, quick hot take. Yeah. Kaboom is the most overrated insert set in cards. Wow. Kabooms are one of my favorites. Why do you say I just, that? I, I, I just had to throw that out there. I think I think we keep it pretty uh pretty PG on here, but I wanted to just throw one spicy take out there that I've been feeling for a long time. But sorry, continue. No, no, no. But you have to explain that more. Why are kabooms overrated? Just doesn't doesn't do it for me. Okay. Yeah, that's really it. Continue. <laughs> but what what about the cartoon aspect of it? It's kind of like cool. It's comic booky. It's fun. The players look like, you know, are to each all their animated own. and to each their own. I just don't get the hype. Okay. okay. We'll have to elaborate on that maybe further when we uh, start our Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless debate portion of the. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll elaborate into that right after I talk about my friendship with JJ Reddick, but go on. Okay. Okay. So we have uh, that. That was such a hot take that the smoke alarm is <laughs> now going off in my house. <laughs> But no, my girlfriend's cooking. That's the second time that's happened. Yeah. But you know, we can work it in. So once I became comfortable with getting in that four figure category with the Jordan, then I remember making a full cash purchase for a Tom Brady playbook game used booklet numbered one out of five sticker auto, but game used patches. Or actually not patches, they were jerseys, but game used. A Rob Gronkowski, same card, but numbered, I think, out of 50. A Barry Sanders, uh, I want to say, uh, oh, it was uh, impeccable, patch auto, player worn, but I think out of 10. And like a Mike Evans rookie auto. And I remember paying like 2400 straight cash. And I was like, feeling way more comfortable but still a little sweaty, still a little nervous whenever you're throwing that money around. At least, you know, I feel like we're pretty similar in our level of collecting. When you're throwing into four-figure straight cash, there's no way you're not getting a little sweaty, a little nervous. But I remember thinking to myself, like, if I hadn't done that Jordan deal, would I have had the balls to pull out more than 2K in straight cash for these cards? No matter if I thought it was a good deal or not. Cause that's just so much money. And, uh, and I remember like being confident and feeling like, okay, I know this is a good investment. I feel confident in being able to move this Brady or move these cards. And so I'm going to go for it. And, uh, I built up a little relationship with the guy on Facebook, sent him the money. And then like just a couple weeks later, I traded that Brady for a three K value, like a thousand cash and two K in trade with my boy, Tommy Cassio, who's a great guy on Facebook and Instagram. Um, 
he, he's awesome. I just did another deal with him that I'll talk about in a future podcast. But just to say the leveling up process of 2022, and I knew it was a good investment, but I'm like, how can I spend this much on cards? And it turned out to be great because of how I felt confident in the previous deals that I had done to reach that point. Love that. So as we're looking ahead, I think there's no doubt card values have gone down. Um, I would say the love and passion for cards I don't think has changed. I would say the overall demand for buying has, has gone down. I mean, yeah. granted, you go to shows and they're still pretty crowded, but I think we're all feeling it a little bit. So looking ahead to 2023, I definitely for these past two weeks have thought to myself, okay, the World Cup is over. I've consolidated my collection quite a bit. What the heck am I going to do next? Consuming content is going to continue. Um, all the people that I connect with and talk to on a regular basis on the hobby, that's going to continue, and I hope to grow that network. But if we're just talking about the cardboard, what is your what's what's the move? What's 2023 going to look like for you? And personally, I think I found I found a some guidance to go off of. Let's okay. uh, hypothetically speaking, say you were in the fantasy football finals this week. As you're as you're debating whether to start Christian Kirk or uh, Alan Lazard at wide receiver, hypothetically speaking, of course. Yes, and, doesn't seem like a realistic example at all. Yeah, and let's just hypothetically say there's the winner gets two thousand dollars. Wow. Hypothetically speaking, of course, this yes, is just yes. just a made up scenario here. Seems and like it. and you won and you won right and that was that was found money. Well, and. And you had to spend that money on cards. Just had what would to. you buy? What would you buy? And I thought about this hypothetical uh, scenario in my head because you know, obviously I don't I don't want to jinx anything. We right. we don't want to throw bad juju out there. And I said, okay, what would I buy? What would I want my collection to look like? You know what really means a lot to me. And I and I went back to my roots. I'm like, you know what? I grew up loving game worn jersey cards and game-worn patch cards. So this upcoming year, I would love to pick up more multicolored game-use patch cards, specifically Giannis, Curry, and any cool Knicks that I could find. Um, I think that's it from basketball that I was thinking. Curry, Giannis, Knicks, yeah, even Michael Jordan, Kobe. Um, vintage. You know, vintage is something that I'm trying to dabble into a little more. But I wasn't around when vintage cards were around. So what cards speak to me? And, and real simple for me. Pele, Jackie Robinson. I want to say that was it. Pele, Jackie Robinson, and Bill Russell. And soccer, right? Soccer doesn't end. So what are the soccer cards that I like? Erling Holland, Mbappe. Messi and U.S. national team cards, and I love Topps products, and I love that you can get gold refractors out of fifty. So I would love to pick up serial numbered cards of those players numbered to fifty or less. So I say all that to say, if you are in this time and you're unsure of what direction you're going in 2023, imagine you're on the verge of winning a fantasy football league, and you have this free money coming your way. What would you want to spend it on? What would look good in your collection? And that's kind of what I did. And I played that out of my head. I'm like, yeah, 
I think that kind of covers what I want. I'm not covering too wide of a range of cards, but it's it's what makes me happy. It's what speaks to me. That's great. And I love that also we're getting these ideas down like in a video journal almost on the podcast. Like we had our Mount Rushmore of qualities we look for in a card that we keep referring back to because it's so useful because we can then pinpoint, okay, we got all this swirling stuff on Instagram and Facebook of these great story sales and posts and all these things going on. But what are we really interested in if our money's on the line, if we have to choose hypothetically between Christian Kirk and Alan Lazard, who are we going to go with, with that money? Like if we have to put it on the line and this is another way to get that video journal down. And I love how you narrowed it down into those specific players sets or categories of cards and like you know you look right behind you you're already doing that so it's not like you really have to change it up i mean you have the walt clyde frazier and the bernard king dual Mm -hmm. auto with the patches you have the Giannis, you know great letter patch there game gear out of national treasures and you have the wall which i mean we all (laughs) run into at some points in our life but I think I'm kind of similar too. I've actually started collecting more Knicks stuff recently. And uh, I just got this RJ Barrett, although our Knicks win streak has come to an end. And Luke, I'm a mush, dude. I'm sorry. Blame me. Every time I watch the game start to finish, they lose. So that's on me. But but as you were about RJ Barrett, because he's on fire. Yeah. RJ Barrett's been playing great. So I got this rookie penmanship, rookie auto, of course, PSA 10 for a. a really good price at a prism. Can I guess the price? Yeah, go for it. 125. I got it for 90. Wow, good for you. The last comp was uh 180, which was way higher than what they had recently sure. been going for, which was like 70, 80, but then the Knicks went on that eight plus game win streak and everything started going up and RJ's been playing pretty well. But then until Luca crushed us with 60 points and we blew that real terrible lead, which I don't want to talk about too much with his incredible triple-double that Luca had, Luca Magic, missing his own free throw. You cannot allow an offensive rebound on a free throw, Craig. Yeah. I... The ball just fell into his hands. But let's let's not talk about that Knicks loss. No, no, no. no. So that's what I'm, I'm – I'm kind of looking for similar stuff to you, despite the kabooms. That's another thing I'm looking for, but uh, we won't get into that uh, topic too much right now but i'm looking for kabooms i'm looking for game used chunky patches which we both really love on card autos of hall of famers and uh guys i really like in nfl and nba but both of us are mostly basketball i'd say you know larry bird magic johnson um rookie autos of really well-known guys and I feel like a lot of stuff numbered to 25 or less. So I guess my my net is a little wider than yours. But uh, it's not really changing it up too much. It's just like getting back to the roots. And and like I really like how you put it, which is stuff that you're okay holding on to is what I'm looking for in 2023. Like if I can move it for more than I paid for it, great. If I have to hold it, Am I happy holding it? And so I want to ask myself that question with every purchase that I make in 2023. 
I would love to move this for more either trade value or cash than I got into it for. But if I can't do that, and let's say the market keeps going down, or I just can't find a buyer for it, am I okay collecting this, holding on to it for an extended period of time? And if not, then I'll be much less likely to buy it because I'm not really buying stuff to just flip it if I don't like it. Yep. Yeah, and I, and I think just even just us talking out loud and reflecting on the past year, like my experience from the past year has led me to this kind of realization of what I want to collect going forward. So we say all that to say, if, you, if you're listening, like take time to reflect, right? That, that That's what this time of year really should be as the year's coming to a close. Reflect, reflect on your moves, reflect on your collecting. What do you enjoy? What fits your description of your collection? And I've kind of narrowed down mine. And if that means I have to make less moves, that's okay because quality over quantity in the cards that I'm picking up. Totally, totally agree. And if you're into cards that you don't really like right now, there's no shame in taking a loss mm -hmm. and moving that into cards you do like. Because a lot of people are underwater on some of their cards. I know I Everyone. am. Everyone. I mean, remember that Tiger Auto I mentioned with Rob in a couple episodes ago, which we had a great interview with uh, our buddy sports card therapist that we mentioned a couple times now. The Tiger Auto I traded for was at a 7K value a few months back, and now it, it last comped at 4K. But I love that card. Hold it. So, hold on to it. Hold on to it. If you if you could hold that card for another 5, 10, 20 years, it's not going to stay at 3.5K forever. Right. Patience. patience, young grasshopper. Patience. Patience. The long run is another thing that uh, I think we're both looking forward to in 2023 because we've already seen how much can happen in just one year in 2022. Yeah. So – let me ask this, Craig. It seems like we're uh, getting up close to 40 minutes now, which was funny because we thought this was going to be a shorter episode yeah. with our 2022 reflection, 2023 looking forward to the future. But we had so much to reflect on in this year. That's right. That's okay. We're passionate. Yeah, we, we definitely are excited about it. And uh, what moves have you made since our last week? I made a really simple Facebook trade, which... Not the most expensive cards, but it was just a nice, easy, fun trade with this guy, Patrick, who lives in Minnesota. He's starting to collect Neymar, and I had put out a Facebook for sale post. I had a 2018 Prism Silver from Panini Prism World Cup, Neymar, and a PSA 10. Um, I traded that plus $40 cash, and I am getting an Erling Holland prized footballers from 2019 Tops Finest, which is Erling Holland's rookie year. I just talked nice. about how Holland is someone that I'm looking to collect. So um, I was able to acquire that and that he valued that at 100. So I gave my Neymar plus 40 bucks. Easy trade. We're both happy and didn't break the bank doing it. That's great. And just because it's a, not a huge value trade doesn't mean it wasn't fun. You know, it fits, like, uh, it fits my description of what I'm looking to pick up. Boom. That's great. And there's a lot of really cool $100 cards out there. Yeah, know? Hell yeah. I picked up uh, today another one. I went to the local shop, Alex's MVP Cards and Comics. On 84th in York on the Upper East Side, they had a 1971 Pete Maravich. Uh, cards in terrible shape. PSA 1 <laughs> at best. But I said I want to dabble with vintage a little more. So for yeah. 25 bucks, a Pistol Pete card, 1971 tops, which is like a pretty awesome looking set. 
I'm so happy to have that, and I'm just going to keep it because I don't have too much vintage. I'm trying to grow that collection a little bit. 25 bucks, Pete Maravich. Um, I, I, I think of Pistol. Think of that video of him dribbling the ball really hard, like in between his legs with the two hands. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was a wizard. He was kind of like Jason Kidd, Luca, with the, the kind of ability to see the floor and a little bit fancy oh, yeah. before all them. And like my dad loves talking about Pistol Pete. So, yeah, again, just didn't break the bank. Simple pickup and really quite happy about it. Oh, and I'm pretty sure he's the all-time NCAA point scorer, or at least I know for sure average points per game at LSU. I think like 44 points a game. Now, he was being coached by his dad, who I'm sure wasn't telling him not to shoot. In college. So, yeah, yeah. So, really, uh, man, he was a great player and gone too soon. But definitely an amazing ball handler and the fanciness. Ooh, that's a great And his middle name, his middle name was Press, which is ironic because he was probably so good at breaking the press. And let me ask this. I'm impressed that you would know that. Boom. You're the GOAT. So uh, let me – speaking of $100 pickups that you can get, uh, I just wanted to talk about a couple things that I got. And one of them is this Jerry West flawless on-card auto. Ooh, numbered out of Yeah. And so I think it's like a hundred, $125 card. I, I heard you say it. It was hot for the smoke alarm. Thank the, you. The smoke alarm. Yeah, there you go. That that, that joke plays every time. So this was just like uh, worked Clean. into the big deal that I was talking about for the uh, Giannis sneaker spotlight, the Drew Brees one of one. And this was included in that. Um, collectible Hits, great guy on Instagram mm-hmm. who uh, just sent me this. It, it was just forgotten in the deal. And then he just sent it over um, as a last minute thing. Look at this, though. You might like this, Craig. This is a Randy Moss. Um, this is a uh, Collector's Edge Rookie Inc. on-card auto. Rookie auto of Randy Moss, 1998. How'd you pay for that card? I just paid for it in straight cash. And uh, oh, I think for like I think, 100, I think you I think you accidentally played into that joke. Straight cash on me. Wow. You set me up, and I inadvertently finished it off. Love that. Collector's Edge, 1998. Yeah. They used to have – I remember that set where they had a game-used ball card. It was like a tiny little diamond shape. I remember from – I think they, they had football as well. It was like the original game-used ball trading card. Wow. So we're going to have to pull up a picture of that on the YouTube page. Okay. We'll have to pull up a picture. I'll find one for us. I'll find one for us. And the last one, I wanted to shout out our guy. Well, you've set up with him in person at a show. And cards it's by cards, Joe. Cards by Joe. Cards underscore by underscore Joe on Instagram. He's been so supportive of us starting up this podcast. And just like our collecting journey, slowly but surely, we've just been motoring along, trying to put out great stuff and just have a small little footprint on the hobby and hopefully bring along some people for the journey and encourage people in their own collection and just a little reflection. Like we mentioned, he's always messaging us about uh, just being so supportive and encouraging. He sent me this Christmas gift, which I'll pull up on our YouTube as well. JJ Reddick, 2020, 2021 Don Russ optic gold number one, numbered one out of 10. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I didn't know he was sending you that. 
that's an awesome gift. And it's uh, from his time with the Pelicans. The photo is from the bubble. So it's also kind of a historic photo, too, during COVID. Very and, cool. Uh, awesome card. You know, the gold parallel is so cool. Numbered one out of ten, which adds a little more juice to it. And so I just wanted to shout out Cards by Joe, just a super guy, very supportive, and really thank him for the uh, for the gift here. That was unexpected, but awesome to include right next to my JJ Reddick PC, which is growing little by little every uh, couple weeks. So Love big thing. I, I set up with Joe once at a show. Great guy to set up with. We collect completely different, but so like no. Really no competition as far as like, uh, you know, the type of cars we're looking for, but great guy to set up with, um, treats his customers really well. So definitely give Cars by Joe a follow. But uh, Carmen, I think the next time we speak, it will be a new year. Wow. wow. So I, I guess I'll see you next year. Yeah. See you next year. And our podcast will be two years old. Can we? <laughs> Love it. Um, call it, it, it in all like seriousness. In all seriousness, I would say the last couple of weeks, I have been thinking like I really don't know what direction I want to take with cards and my collecting. I don't know where to go next, but I think just talking it out and reflecting has given me a little sense of direction. So I hope anyone listening, if they're feeling the same thing, take some time to reflect. Think about if you won your fantasy football league, what cards would you buy with the money? Hypothetically speaking. Good point. And I'm going to put your solely hypothetical scenario into action too because i'm in two out of my three fantasy football leagues i also made the finals and the other one i lost in the semifinals because austin eckler just uh was himself averaging 22 points per week in my league number one running back and he he finished me off in the semifinals of the other one but great uh great points i loved your points on the 2022 journey that we had which is crazy that we did all that in one year and then 2023 look ahead and shout out to the wolf pack for 2022 coming together we got an eight member wolf pack now the w's are being thrown up on the crosstown cardboard youtube and uh so many friends you know just so many great moves and and fun little uh little mementos of the sports that we love so much just coming to uh, coming to light and coming to our collection and just you know i'm excited to see what next year holds for us that's right um we're gonna keep the podcast going keep giving us feedback suggestions and as long as we're active we're always gonna have stuff to talk about we got some exciting guests coming up but we'll uh, we'll save that for a future date but comment have a great new year's eve a happy and healthy and prosperous new year and uh, keep collecting. You too, bro. Safe trip. Safe travels out there. Peace.